So the big question is this, how are artists, jewelers, and art-based business owners like us who make our own products and run our businesses, how do we find the time and the money to push our creative limits and still grow and scale our companies? This is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to The Jeweler's Philosophy. What's up, everybody? I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler, and welcome to the Jewelish Philosophy Podcast. So, uh, it is day 20 of my trip here in Thailand, and I wanted to catch everybody up. I had grand ideas that I was going to be doing a podcast episode a day, uh, and that hasn't happened, so I'm trying to kind of gather and bulk things together and, and make it a little bit more concise. So, um, in the last few days, uh, the last thing that I was doing, I was walking around the park, uh, picking up a new inspiration for the production line and um, having more of a connection to like the energy of this place and, and other things uh, of that nature. And um, that was a really uh, different kind of episode for me. And uh, this one is also a little different. Um, it's pretty late. I want to say it's 8, maybe 7.30 or 8.00. PM here uh, in Thailand, in Bangkok, and um, you know I I've been doing a lot while I'm here. I, I just got to see uh, the production line. It's come back from casting, and my jeweler is starting to clean it up and everything like that. We did the first mold run of all the rings and um, the earrings and the pendants and everything like that. And so he's literally duplicating what I brought, what I made and um, making all the production molds and everything like that from there. So then when we start placing orders, we can just create orders. Um, and I got to see it uh, and it's really awesome. It's coming along really, really well. Uh, today is Friday and I should be getting, I should be able to have it all in my hands, finished done on Monday and then I'm leaving on Wednesday. So it's quickly approaching, but I'm on task, I'm on target. Everything is going really well. Uh, and, and it's been giving me some time to think. Uh, if you've been, uh, if you are following uh, anything, I also did uh, some different things while I was here. Um, I got some dental work done and, and things like that. It was crazy. Thailand has got a huge uh, medical tourism um, thing. And so it's, best fillings I've ever got my whole life. One of them fell out one day <laughs> and so I had to get it fixed and it was a happy accident. Um, you know, the more that I'm here and the more that I'm seeing all of the things around me, um, specifically pertaining to the jewelry industry or um, like art industry as a whole, right? Like if you're not a jeweler and you're listening to this or you're watching this, Take a look at, take the ideas that I'm talking about and kind of extrapolate it, okay? Um, as a sole proprietor of a, an LLC, um, small art-based business, um, a jewelry store, uh, I did not necessarily think about the vastness of what my industry truly held until I saw it in Thailand. And this is only one segment, right? Um, Bangkok has the uh, distinct difference of being one of the main jewelry hubs in the world. Um, 
it's could arguably be the biggest. Um, it's something like 85% of jewelry comes through Bangkok, uh, which is pretty impressive. Now, the, the thing that's really interesting is before seeing any of this, um, I would think about things a little bit differently. Seeing how many people are actually here making the deals and making the, the things that are happening and, and filtering and then exporting, right? I mean, they're, they're bringing in from all over the world. I mean, you guys have um, heard me talk about the JTC, the Jewelry Trade Center. Um, and my stories on Instagram, uh, there are, uh, now they're all banked, but there are lots of uh, stories documenting the trip here in Bangkok. And, you know, it's really interesting to see the vastness um, and to think that so much of the material that we see, right, as the end consumer of, of um, in the industry, right, we're the last ones that see the things before they go to our customer, to the true end consumer, right? But it, like, I feel like I'm getting all, I'm at the very end of the line, right? There's like mining and then cutting and then exporting and importing, and distributing, and then, you know, somebody will get a piece of rough in America or wherever, and then they'll cut a stone and then I get it. And it's like, it's this very odd uh, lift almost um, behind the mirror because there's so much that's here that uh, conceptually I didn't have a really good way to wrap my head around what I was about to see. Um, this is also very notably with, uh, with my jeweler and, and the way that I'm building the line because it's the same thing as where I'm from and when I started my business, but it's all the companies are trying to work together um, and not necessarily against each other, which is a very big difference. But, you know, it's, it's strange. One day I went to the, to the jewelry trade center and instead of doing all the things that I was doing by mail, I was able to do it all in one place. For instance, um, one of the things that we had to do, we have a ring, right? We have to, we have to make a mold of that ring so we can replicate it. So we make a mold. So we took the master and we took it to our goldsmith and he put a sprue on it. So now it's a, it looks like, if you're not a jeweler, it looks like a lollipop, right? It's a ring with a stick on the end of it. And we take it to the mold maker. So then we, we take it from him and we walk it out and we take it to the mold maker, give it to the mold maker. And the next day we go back and we pick up the mold and they've shot the, they, they've made the mold. We've got the master and we've got the, uh, a wax. And we take the wax and we walk down the hall to the caster and we give it to the caster and we drop it off. And, and now we have the mold. And then tomorrow... Uh, or the next day we go and we pick up the casting and we bring it back to the goldsmith. And then the goldsmith, it's like there's this weird dance, right? Now, for me, this makes a lot of sense because it used to be that way in my business, right? It might be this way in your business now that you organize all of these things, right? And it doesn't have to be just jewelry. It could be anything. So um, if you're a ceramicist, right, it's like you get in clay, you get in your other materials and you're ordering from all these different places and maybe you're making your clay so you're getting special materials and special things, right? And you're, you're sourcing from all of these different places 
and you're, you've got your own thing, right? That's what makes your business your business. And that's what makes my business my business, right? I only order metal from two companies. I don't, I don't order metal from any other companies. I don't need to. I like the metal. I've spent a lot of time figuring out which metals I want, but it's the same thing with gemstones and diamonds and everything else like that, right? Now, the thing that's crazy is that here, there's so much of it and it's all condensed. Um, things can move so fast. It, the biggest thing that shocked me was the sheer volume of what I could accomplish in a few days would take me longer um, at home, right? Unless I was doing all the work. Jewelry lens at this point, right? So um, you have a, you're, you're a jeweler and you um, will use a, a CAD or a wax, right? It doesn't matter. You, so I don't do CAD. So um, I'd have to have my CAD designer, may, I'd draw it up and then I'd give it to them. They would make the design, then they'd send it to me. Um, and I would print it and then I would have to clean it up and I would invest it and then I would cast it and then I would clean that up and then I would do all these other things, right? And I could do that in three days. I could get from you know, a raw model to a finished piece in three days. Um, same as they did. The difference is, is that I have to do all of the work. In this scenario, there's so many places, right, that I don't have to do the work. Like I drop it off and then I did work. Like that was work for the day. I can go and do more work or I can go and do something else. It's kind of interesting to think about a little bit. Um, but this only works with, with, the, with the volume of scope that's here. Um, it's really interesting to look at the idea of what I viewed the industry to be as a whole, um, is fails in comparison to what I see here. Um, there are huge manufacturers. There are huge companies that manufacture here specifically, um, big retail high-end brands, along with lots and lots of independent designers and medium-sized designers, small starting out designers like myself, right? To bigger people that have a, a little bit, even smaller of a niche market, but still really small. You know, part of what this was, wasn't just seeing the people that are here doing the work. It's, it's seeing the people here that are getting the work done too. Um, so it's really interesting that there's, there's um, in Siloam, which is where I am in the jewelry district area, um, there's all different kinds of people from all over the world. Um, and they're all doing business together. Stone dealers from Russia and Sri Lanka and Africa, everywhere, right? And then there's, there's um, Thai-owned businesses that are doing all of that and jewelry and jewelers and waxes and goldsmiths and silversmiths and casters and chains and findings and... <coughs> massive. The thing that's crazy is that there's people that are using all of these companies too. And they're also here like me. So I meet all of these other designers from all over the world that have a totally different market than me doing completely different things than me that I never thought about. But when I tell them what I'm doing, they haven't thought about what I'm doing either, right? 
And it's like this whole other end that conceptually, when I'm working at the bench all day, every day, and I'm just making my stuff, right? And, and it's not even necessarily that it's, it's my stuff. I've talked about it before. Uh, we have a commission custom shop. And so very little of it is actually my own, out of my own head design. A lot of it is meeting parameters and stuff like that. And, um, you know, making things that are in my style uh, with my techniques that people like, but that they're coming to me with very particular ideas or parameters or something like that. It's not just, I want to make this flower. And so I'm going to just go ahead and make it right. That's not, this line is the first thing that I've done like that. Um, it's crazy to see the amount of other people that are doing the same thing that I'm doing that have very, very different markets. Um, things I didn't think about or I thought that was like an anomaly. It was like one, it wasn't a whole group of people, right? Uh, I feel that... <laughs> we all kind of have found things on uh, Instagram and social media and we, we kind of gather together and Facebook and stuff like that. And we gather together, you know, and, and that's amazing and that's great. Uh, and part of the problem is, is that this end of it is not where we are, right? They're in a different place doing their own different thing but it's very different and very much the same. Uh, it's eye-opening to see the scope of what I'm a part of. I'm excited to talk to the people that I've met here, that I've made friendships with, that I've been you know, spending all of this time with because all of these people have extremely similar stories from uh, motive end and drive end and, and other things like that, right? That they're definitely artists and, um, you know, designers and people that are, you know, going after what they, what they want with vigor and vengeance. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's beautiful, but the other end of it is that it's, it's a very different scope to see a very similar end. Um, I'm excited to, to really dive into um, the friendships that I've cultivated here uh, and really be able to shed some light as I'm learning it, kind of. I'm, I'm shedding light as I'm learning what the scope of this is. Everybody that I've been talking to while I'm here in Thailand, um, I've been talking to them about the podcast and about um, all of the things that I, I talk about here and on my, you know, my social media and stuff like that. And they're very interested in that. And I'm very interested in the things that they have to say. And the main reason is because it's, it's so interesting because it's different. And it, it's something that from where I've sat um, in the U.S., as an independent jewelry store owner, uh, it's a very different mindset, but at the same time, it's very uh, interesting, appealing, successful, 
you know, it's got all these different attributes. It's just, it's different. And it's cool that we can all be wrapped under the same end, you know, under the same entity. It's, it's cool because a lot of the people that I, you know, I've met a couple of people that aren't even, you know, they're not jewelers. They're, they're artists. I met a, a girl that does, um, uh, a woman, she does, uh, like pointillism paintings, kind of like mandala type stuff. And she's working with a jeweler and doing some different things and making a line of jewelry. Like it's, it's not just jewelers. It's people that are, you know, looking at it kind of as, as a medium. Uh, and it's, it's really cool to see like when you step out of what you're so used to and you get plunked into something else that the norm is not what you're used to. Like here, I'm talking to my jeweler and I'm telling him all the stuff that I do and showing him the stuff on my website. And he's like, Oh my gosh, he's like, this is crazy. You know, because it's much more traditional here. There's a goldsmith, there's a stone setter, there's a, you know, and it's like, but they love what they do and they're great at it. You know, um, I love what I do and I dabble in all kinds of different aspects, you know? Um, it's really cool. It's cool to see that firsthand and actually be able to frame it and, and see what it is. You know, it makes me wonder what the other chains are in um, like supply type chains in other industries. So I come from a ceramics background as well. You know, I started by buying clay. And so there's companies that make clay, but then there's companies that mine parts to make, to sell, to make the clay and glazes and tools and artists. And then there's pottery, uh, like, you know, where does it end and where does it begin? But it's very interesting to see, like, when you look at the grand scope of the, the entirety, what that can mean and how a small segment of it is what consumes so many of us. It's a, it's a beautiful part that's consuming us, right? But that doesn't mean that there's not other beautiful parts too. Um, I mean, this is a whole huge city and Siloam is a very small part of it, right? But look at the jewelry district in New York. If the jewelry district in New York went kaput, how many people don't have jobs? Like that's part of the industry that like I never really looked at a whole lot. That's in America, it's big, right? And it's the same thing. There's one in Chicago, LA, like they're all over. I think the biggest thing that Thailand has done for me, I question everything. I always have. <laughs> I love seeking knowledge. And Thailand has changed that in such a way because so many things seem like it shouldn't work, but it does. And it, I can't put my finger on why it works. I mean, but I feel like that's the same with all cultures, right? Like how can other, how can Europeans have siesta in America? We can't have siesta, right? It's like, they all get to go home and get drunk for three hours and then go back to work. It's Cause we don't want to get drunk and then go back to work. <laughs> right. But I mean, I look at it and it, it, it's made me think differently about some things and some things that it, it's made me shed some light on some things that, uh, you know, with the platform 
that I've got and the interest and the knowledge that I've got, I'm interested to see where it can go. I mean, I'm on this path to help jewelers and artists and art-based business owners be more successful. That's my goal. And I feel like there's a whole bunch of people that nobody's talking to because they don't realize what or where they are in their journey uh, or in the industries or anything like that. And I'm interested to see what the scope could actually be. I hope you follow me on this journey. I've got lots more to come. But for now, that's what I got. I'm Mark Farrell, the jeweler. This is the Jewelers Philosophy Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. See ya. For even more information about growing your art-based business, head over to buffalocraft.com now. There, you'll find our most recent offers. And be sure to sign up for our email list so you get the most up-to-date info about what we're doing and working on. While you're there, check out the Mill T-shirt. Head to buffalocraft.com now.